Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We hope you're building something. You're building a career, building a project, building a team, building a business, whatever you're working on, we want to help you do that. We do that through our coaching and training and our live events, but we also do that with our special guests to the podcast. I am grateful today to have Erin Hatsikatis with us on the podcast. Erin says she's a small town girl that somehow became a big, and she's got ish in quotations here, biggish time executive. At the age of 42, she stepped into a CEO position of a nine-figure, 1,000-person corporation when it was struggling, and it was struggling big time. In just three years, we took the flat earnings and tripled them while our employee culture index went up 12 percentage points in the same time. Just when things were great, she decided to kamikaze out of corporate to teach people the secret to her success. Erin, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. That 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 bio is a little different than, and I I think I wrote it a couple months ago, and I'm like, what was that? Did I write that? But thank you so so much for having me on. I'm excited. Love your it's, cause, and can't wait to talk. It's always fun that the, you know, our guests do typically fill these out weeks in advance, and to remind them of. And I'll have some say. I wrote that. <laughs> so it's pretty funny to, and so that's yeah, nobody, where, people, nobody wrote that for me. Don't pretend that you're cooler than you are. You write your own resume. Just talk like a human. Um, but then I, yeah, I sometimes forget it. Well, yeah, that's, you know, we are human as you're just alluded to. We do forget things that we wrote several weeks ago. <laughs> and, and that leads to this other question that you probably don't remember how you answered it, but, but it is our signature question here at the build your success podcast. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Aaron Hatsikostas? Um, you know, so for me, it means a lot of things. You know, I'm all about authenticity, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I, I actually want to tell you a quick story that really uh, is a great way to show what I believe in. And it was um, this was something that happened. I, so I'd been leading the organization company that that you mentioned for about a year, and things were going pretty well. In energy, you could just feel it. We had started to turn the financials around. My team was humming, right? I was in their headquarter office. We had several offices, but we're smiling more, right? Like it just felt good. And it was literally about a year in. It was also the the larger enterprise, you know, do the employee, uh, the employee survey. And, you know, I was excited, right? Because most of the time it's like, oh God, we got to do this. But I thought, okay, can't wait to have the evidence of everything I'm seeing. Like we're turning this around. It's great. And so we do the survey, get the results back. And these things, if your listeners have ever done them and been a leader, like you have a thousand people, you get this huge packet, right? And so it's not something you read in between meetings. Um, so I waited till I was, I was going on a plane on a business trip and had, had it printed out. I remember nestling into my seat and I'm like, you know, can't wait to just, you know, joy the, the wonderful comments and see the great numbers. And I remember opening it up. And I was like, did they give me the wrong one? <laughs> and, and so the numbers had gone up. They had gotten better, but not 
really that statistically significant. Like I was expecting, right? This is just huge. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, let me go back to the comments, right? Let me see all the, the, the ways in which people love what we're doing and, and how great they're feeling. Uh, yeah, not so much. So I get back to the comments and right, it's your typical like, oh my gosh, like this is broken, bad leadership, uh, you know, we've got this issue. And I remember thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because Brian, for the last year, I had been running around, right, as like the inspirational energizer bunny. I was, you know, I was, I, you know, my role was to inspire living daylights out of people. And I knew that was something I was good at. I have good energy and I relate with people. And so I thought like, wait a minute, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't have anything left. Like there's only so much of me physically and, and just from an energy perspective. And, and then we, we embarked upon sort of this leadership. I ended up hiring in a leadership company and somewhere in there, I can't tell you the exact moment, but I had this epiphany and it was this, your job as a leader isn't to inspire people. Your job as a leader is to create an inspiration, quote unquote, platform. And what I mean by that is not systems, right? Not the typical platform technology, but in an environment and usually stupid, super simple things that make inspiration something that everybody's inspiring everybody else. And so, you know, when I think about leaders, I think it is, it's really about the you know good leaders inspire great leaders create this inspirational platform for for everybody else to you know sustainably inspire each other i wholeheartedly agree that that inspiration has got to be one of the motivators for leaders to to inspire others behind the cause behind the the activity behind whatever we're doing these results that people measure why are we doing that and, and help them understand that? I think that's a great thing for a leader. You know, your story is a great story and it, and it translates. It's always interesting when people get the mirror held in front of them, uh, when they think they're doing excellent in an organization, where we have these, these mm -hmm. reviews where people get to give you something anonymously. And sometimes they say things that you didn't even expect and you find out reality. And, and you know, some people can be cruel, but other people can be really thought provoking in their, in their assessment of what, what it really looks like. And I think as a leader to, to recognize that and go back to the drawing board and say, okay, well, we need to make some changes, you know, based on these ports. So kudos to you for, for recognizing the change and looking internally to, to find the leader and, and, and making those changes. Yeah. Thank you. So you have plenty of stories here. What you told me in your application, and for those that are listening to the podcast, if you ever want to be a, a guest on our show, we have an application process. Go to our website, buildcs.net, go to the podcast page, and then fill out our guest application. That becomes the basis for the interview. So it makes it easy on me and easy on the person I'm interviewing. So here, when you talked about leadership, you used an example of what your daughter said. So this is several weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> you said, I would first quote my daughter's definition when she applied her first time to being a student counsel in fourth grade. A great leader is, is to be kind to others, to help others, and be ready for anything. And, and your real passion and everything you believe in is authentic leadership. You've already started off. That's the name of your business, being authentic. But I love this story about your daughter talking about how a leader is compassionate. 
Yeah, I mean, that story was just so crazy. And, and part of that story I love to tell is about the power of, um, it's so cliche, but integration with your kids. That's that's part of what I talk about as a recipe for authenticity. And, um, you know, I had never taught her and we never saw, sat down. I didn't even remember that she was applying to student council. I was on a business trip. I was out in Omaha meeting with my team. And, you know, so, yeah, so she said, you know, to, to be kind to others, to help others and to be ready for anything. I mean, I think that was the one that like, I was like, that's succinct and that is spot on. And, you know, at first I was like, oh my gosh, that's so profound. And I didn't teach her that, but I also remembered, you know, that she had been in the car with me many times when I'd been on call, she had come into the office, um, and been involved. You know, I would bring the kids in every so often. They loved it. Um, my, my kids are even especially now as a, as an entrepreneur, they're, they're involved in it. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than the view from, a. I think she was maybe nine at the time, nine-year-old, uh, and leadership to, to really ground you. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many ways you can define leadership. And I mean, the, uh, the other one, I know I have a potpourri of things, but my, my favorite quote from, from somebody else is Colin Powell. And he said around leadership and Colin said, you know, you're a good leader when people follow you out of curiosity. And I, I love that so much because uh, so much of what, I don't know, we've talked about for the last 10 years, is just like, it's a little bit fluffy. It's a little bit righteous. It's a little bit, I don't know. I almost think it's like martyr. And I think especially this new age that we're going into, if you will, this post-ish COVID world, um, you know, what I always say is people respect authority, but they follow authenticity. And, and authenticity is such a great way to create that curiosity that Colin Powell talks about. And so I, I also, you know, as we talk about leadership, it's, it's about um, bucking the norm and, you know, being, being more human and being more self-deprecating and being this authentic, you know, that we can talk about what I mean by that, but being somebody that, uh, again, it's not just the authority who people will respect you, but you want, you want to be followed and people follow people that make them feel good, that, that, that change the norm, that create curiosity and intrigue. Um, and then also, you know, obviously that, that lets that, you know, has that lead to results as well. So, yeah, I mean, we could, pontificate all day long. But at the end of the day, um, in this new era, you, you've got to be a new different kind of leader. And it's not, you know, it's not the normal fluffy unicorn care, you know, uh, be a, you know, a compassionate leader. It, you really, if you want to be the one that attracts and retains the talent in this new world, like you've got to stand out, you've got to be different, you've got to be curious. And I think authenticity is your best tool to get you there. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. sure is. I'm going to repeat something you said. I, I don't know if this is a quote from you. You said you use it, but people respect authority. They follow leadership. 
Is, is that an original quote? By you? Yeah, it's a quote. Um, it's one of my quotes. People respect authority, but they follow authenticity. Yeah, that that's good stuff there. Yeah. Does it resonate? It does. I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So people respect authority. They follow authenticity. And and it's so once you get to using this authentic, being your authentic self, it relieves you from having to carry around the mask all the time. You know, it's just so. It does. But let's, let's go there next, Ryan. So when you say be your authentic self, which um, maybe I won't make friends here. I know it's a little bit controversial, but when I talk about authentic, like, so let's go there, right? There's so many people be your authentic self, bring your whole self to work. Um, right. When they think about, okay, that, and then work, they're like, that sounds great, but right. It's like you smash into this wall immediately and go, that's just not going to work. The, the two don't mix. And what happened to me is when I, when I decided, when I turned the co company around and decided to retire and I actually didn't know what I was going to do, but I just was itching to do something totally different. There kept being this constant thread like 75% of the messages, the conversations, they kept saying, we're going to miss your authentic leadership. And I wasn't surprised that they called me authentic, but that it truly wasn't a badge. That wasn't a word that like, you know, every day or every other day I had heard. Um, and so when you hear something like this over and over and over again, you're like, huh. And what happened when I heard that, it, I also sort of had um, reflected that against this, thing I had felt from time to time. And this thing was, when am I going to be found out? And it's not like your traditional imposter syndrome. Like I, I felt like I, I felt like I had enough intellect. I, I, I knew that you had to lean into these jobs that you weren't going to have everything. Like it's not that I didn't think I had what it takes, but I had always been noticing. I just felt like when I looked at, you know, to my left and to my right and my colleagues that were executives and running other businesses, I wasn't sacrificing as much as they were. And, you know, getting on a plane every week, you know, moving my family around, canceling vacations. like, And so I kind of was like, I was having all this success, but I also thought like, well, I'm also not sacrificing as much. So at some point, like the luck's going to run out or I'm, you know what I mean? Like it, the buzzer's going to hit and, and like, I'm not going to have as much success. And so when I heard this authentic leadership, it was the first time when I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's what it was. It wasn't that I didn't sacrifice. It's actually that I was playing a different game than everybody else. And what I learned, and this is, you know, where I poop with a be yourself, is that the same time when I heard authenticity, I was like, well, but I also don't just walk into work like I'm walking into, you know, Jose's pool party, like my friend, right? It, there, There is something richer um, about how I had operated. And so actually, as I started down this quest to, to create this company, because I was like, oh, like I had great success and it was really fun and I didn't sacrifice as much. I probably should go teach people how to do this. Uh, but then I was like, how do you do, how, how do you teach people to be themselves? And actually what I found is the root of the word is authenticos, which means to be genuine, but it means also to be original and authoritative. And I was like, that's what I thought. I was sort of aha number two. Like I had a feeling that this, this authenticity thing was more nuanced. It was more powerful actually than simply being yourself. 
And, you know, fast forward, uh, I think I've been doing this three years now. I have the book, I've done the TEDx, uh, I've done the research. And what what I've found and, and put a framework to is that authenticity, it isn't actually just a permission. It's actually a power. It's not an adjective. It's an action verb. Like authenticity as a leader or as a human, it works either way, whether you've got people that, you know, follow you around or you sign their paycheck or not. Get this, leaders are human. Leaders are human. Leaders are, they, you know what? I have not had a robot manager yet. I mean, someday, someday it'll happen. But, and so what I want people to, to hear and understand that is so important is that authenticity, what I say is it's like, it's about exposing who you are when people least expect it. And in the business world, especially the corporate world, they expect it very little because we're caught in this like vortex of like, you know, out of offices that sound like robots and, you know, on behalf of emails from executives and all the buzzwords and the PowerPoints and the, you know, pretending that we are, you know, more perfect than we are. And when you can instead see authenticity as something very tangible that you do on purpose, that you actually act upon, not for yourself first, but actually for the other person because they're craving it, right? They're craving, they're craving not to get away from the BS. They're craving something funnier, more unexpected, something more 3D, you know, all the things that, that ultimately give them authenticity. When you do that, when you change that mindset and you think about authenticity as this action you take for somebody else to create instant trust and connection and intrigue, that's when everything changes. That's where minds get shifted when I talk to people. And then, you know, that's where I, once I can get people to really have that aha, that's when we can then do the work to say, okay, what's then, so what, so what do we do? And that's where my framework humans comes in and you can start taking baby steps towards using authenticity as, as your power, as your, as your secret weapon. Yeah, that that's, that's good stuff. You know, this whole piece of, of being authentic, as you alluded to, you can't come in, you, you can't have to have some differences in your personal life and your professional life. Of course, mm-hmm. there's, there's gotta be a filter. Sure. Um, but I think what, when we're talking being authentic and, and helping and building trust with others is letting them know when you're disappointed and letting, and, and giving them the option to let them know when they're disappointing with you and, and having these, these conversations that are, that are authentic. You're, you're not having, you know, to, shield everything uh, from each other and, and and walk around on pins and needles is I think what, what we're trying to encourage folks to do. So this, this real de- definition of authenticity is how it's not actually about you and the framework. You've got these six principles of, of authenticity and you've got this acronym humans. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So, you know, when I, when I finally sort of realized the definition, first of all, isn't just be yourself, right. It's more, more, more nuanced. Um, and I started to sort of coach people and teach people I, 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 and everything I read, like all everybody would flo- throw out still to this day. I cringe most, most articles that come out about authentic leadership. It's, it's just a bunch of synonyms. Uh, it's a bunch of uh, adjectives of, and, and then people are like, yeah, that sounds great. And then they go about their day and they act the same way. And so, you know, after a lot of research and reflection and reading, um, I came up with something I call the six principles of strategic authenticity. 
and HUMANS is the acronym, as you mentioned, and it stands for humility, being unexpected, modeling, adapting, narrating, which is storytelling, and sparking. And so what I do with each of those principles, and obviously in my book, um, You Do You-ish, I go really deep in these, um, I actually don't talk about them as personal traits of yours. I actually talk about them on how how you use that. So for example, I'll give you an example. Um, humility, right? Everybody would be like, yeah, that seems like a quality of an authentic leader. But what I talk about is how do you purposely use humility as like a fast pass connection to trust? Meaning, for example, usually when I introduce myself, um, it might be on stage or it might be a business meeting or, you know, anytime I'm meeting somebody new or a group of people new, I always have some purposeful humility at the beginning. So for example, I, I, I often, uh, in my keynotes, I'll tell the story about how I started, um, in, in, in my first, first role in corporate America. And I tell the story about how I got into the actuarial program at Aetna. And I, you know, you wouldn't believe what happened in just two years. I had both an FSA and an ASA, which for those that don't know, those are professional designations that are really freaking hard to get and take many, many years. So, so I'll tell them about, you know, the ASA and FSA I got in two years. And then I explain, well, it was actually that I attempted seven actuarial exams and I failed at seven actuarial exams. And I do that not just because of like, oh, it's, you know, it's catchy. I've got the little acronym. In fact, I had been telling some version of my story. And there's a there's a whole story behind it that I teach people how to do this intriguing intro, uh, as I call it. But I've been doing it before I became, you know, a professional speaker and, and author and stuff. Uh, not as punchy. I didn't have the cute little ASA FSA thing. But I do it on purpose because it is like immediate connection, right? When somebody exposes something that they don't have to, like, I don't have to tell you that I was a complete and utter failure in the actuarial program when I started, right? Um, but immediately you're like, oh, wow, they're not perfect. And I bet you they're not hiding other things from me. Like this trust goes up, right? Because, because I've just told you something I didn't even have to tell you. And so it creates this immediate connection. And then what I also teach, this is kind of authenticity 301, um, if you will, but in some of my workshops, what we do is we then combine that, combine that humility moment with what I call a big brag moment. So, so for example, I'll tell that story. I don't, normally I don't like to tell you opened up about all my success as a CEO. Like it makes me cringe a little bit because normally I like, that's like a dog taking a pill directly. Like that doesn't work, right? You usually got to put it in peanut butter. You got to put it in cheese. And I feel like the same way for those big brags. So part of the reason I teach people to do that. And I do that as I do the humility moment. Now you're like, oh, I trust her. I connect with her. Like she's imperfect like me. And I'm kind of rooting for her, right? Like that sucks that she had this failure, this thing went wrong. And then when I tell you I completely crushed it as CEO and had big results, you know, it's a different feeling, right? You're not like, oh, like whatever, you know, Mrs. Braggy Pants. Um, so, th so those are the kinds of things. That's just like a little glimpse into how you can use this framework that I've created, this humans framework and each of the elements there's very practical uses that you can you can use and just experiment with and start to see people pay attention to you that normally wouldn't. People on Zoom calls smile that are normally like, 
you know, multitasking. Um, and it's those little actions like that. And then you just start becoming addicted because you get these amazing results. Uh, and next thing you know, you are a full-fledged authentic leader. That is great. As a podcast host, I've got a ton more questions after that little prelude on the on the human, the acronym, and there's more questions in there. However, we have reached the end of the, the podcast, so our listeners got to find out more about you at your website. So that's BeAuthenticInc.com. I'll have that in the show notes for those that are listening, but tell our listeners what they can find at your website. Yeah. So BeAuthenticInc.com. It's just the letter B. It's kind of a fun play on B. BeAuthenticInc.com. Yeah. So I I wrote a book, uh, You Do You-ish. You can find out details about that. It's, um, It's one that most people tell me they pick it up and can't put it down. It's a very quick kind of two day read. If you get into it, it goes great with a a glass of red. Um, I also have a blog where I have tons of articles and bite-sized things. I I also have a podcast um, and it's, uh, it's part inspiration, part humor, part shenanigans. Um, And so we interview people or, and then she and I also riff and kind of, I coach her real time and we do all kinds of fun things to help you. Um, And then there's just, you know, lots of other fun inspiration, merchandise. I really encourage you to check it out. We're having a lot of fun with the movement uh, and everything we're doing across all the channels. Thanks so much for that. And for our listeners, we'll include that in the show notes on the podcast. And uh, we appreciate you listening to the podcast today. Do me a favor, go over to our website, buildcs.net, see the events we're scheduled for and the things we offer there. You can reach out to me on my email, brianb at buildcs.net, or hey, give me a call, 863-800-9658. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.